Welcome to a brand new episode of the Sade Champagne Show on Grindheart Radio and 57WLLE.net, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. My theme song was produced by Alberto Morello Hernandez, recorded and mixed by The Quakes, and written by me. For this week's episode, I have a very special guest. Amara is an eclectic pop singer and songwriter. Born in Hawaii and raised in Michigan, Washington State, and California, she has seen many landscapes which she attributes to her vagabond style, state of mind, and diverse nature. From eight years old, the majority of her upbringing took place in Southern California, exposing her to music industry on a larger scale. Pursuing songwriting in Los Angeles and acquiring several TV placements, Amara has always been behind the scenes in songwriting for others. Life drastically changed for Amara after losing her sister in 2018 to the acts of a drunk driver. Through her tragedy, her perspective was shifted, and Amara realized that life is too short to neglect pursuing her own artistry and dreams. She knew her sister would have continued to tirelessly pursue her own passions if she were still alive, and she would push Amara to do the same. Ever since this wake-up call, Amara has been pursuing her artistry, full force and with a deeper focus and significance than ever before. With musical influences across every genre, Amara's songwriting style has an eclectic sound that is as diverse as her multicultural background. While writing her debut album, Amara gravitated towards minor chord progressions and melodies with darker tones. Having been through her share of ups and downs in her life, she reflects on her personal encounters with loss, heartache, and a struggling state of mind. She finds peace when writing about her darker side, allowing her to acknowledge and move past her struggles. Amara refers to her music as the best form of therapy and hopes her music will resonate with listeners. I have to give her a little extra special introduction as I welcome my dear friend and sister, Amara. <laughs> That was a special hey, intro. Amara. Thank you. <laughs> hey. How are oh you, my. So good. I'm even better now that we're talking. How are you? I am fantastic. It's so great to finally have you on the Sade Champagne Show. I adore you so much. I was like, I don't want to just do a little bitty interview. I want Amara to have her own special episode dedicated to you. Oh, my goodness. Awesome. <laughs> 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 so for those listening in, Amara, you and I have been friends since 2014 when you were a special guest mentor from my Superstars in Training Boot Camp at the Thousand Oaks Teen Center. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was, so it was 2014 then because I, I have my ears yes. all messed up now. Okay. <laughs> yes. I went and looked on oh Facebook, my God. and I was like, when did I have my Superstars in Training Boot Camp the first time? And it said 2014. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's when you and I first met. Yes, yes. And then you had your, um, was it The Love Never Fails and yes. um, a couple other things. Yes. Oh, that's yes. good times. <laughs> so maybe it was even before that. It might have been like 2012. Girl, we've been knowing each other even longer. <laughs> I know. I feel like, I mean, we might be coming up on like a 10-year anniversary. Oh, my gosh. That is so cool to have our friend anniversary coming up soon. I definitely got to come right. and a visit. So we... <laughs> can celebrate. <laughs> yep, do a little virtual cheers or something. Exactly. So, Amara, share with <laughs> us, how did you first get your start in music, and when did you know that you wanted this to be your life? 
Yeah. Okay. So where where do I start? Um, I, I feel like I've been growing up around music, just having it surrounding me pretty much my whole life. Um, long story, and not not to get too into the nitty gritty, but um, my biological father was a musician. Um, uh-huh. My ex stepfather was also um, a musician, and so mm. I kind of attribute, you know, maybe being exposed to music. Um, mm-hmm. on that side. So, you know, number one, it's it's in the blood <laughs> um, biologically. And then number two, you know, just ex- being exposed to music um, at such a young age. Um, mm-hmm. My uh, ex-stepfather, you know, he's a musician, had, you know, all kinds of gear, you know, back in the day when they had like those big old consoles, like mixing consoles and just all kinds of gear, mm-hmm. you know, whereas now it's like in, you know, Pro Tools and like um, Logic Pro and all that. Uh, before, mm. you know, you had little drum machines and stuff like that. So, you know, that was chilling pretty much all around the house or, or the apartment. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, piano, keyboards and, and all the instruments. And, you know, I always kind of listened to what was playing in the background and, you know, had access to, Mm -hmm. you know, multiple instruments and just kind of, you know, took off from there. I mean, it it was, you know, at that age, you consider it more of a hobby, but um, eventually, you know, into my teens, it just kind of blossomed into, you know, something more. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, here we are. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when I was exposed to music, but actually kind of getting into the industry. Um, I think I might've been like 15 and I auditioned for a girl group. Um, I auditioned for another girl group at like 17. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah. So just, you know, it's funny. Like I'm kind of on the verge of giggling because I'm remembering like those auditions and (laughs) just how (laughs) how different of, you know, an, an artist, um, I was back then because, you know, our younger selves, you know, we're just kind of still feeling it out at that point. But, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I got started at a real young age. And so when did you know that you wanted this to be your life? You know, probably I would say about 16, 17. Um, it, sorry, I'm, like, hesitant in answering fully. I'm, like, I'm trying to think. So mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to pursue that at about 16, 17, but mm-hmm. then I slipped out of it, you know, a couple years mm-hmm. later and got discouraged. And then, you know, mm-hmm. so coming back into this music journey, and I'm sure we'll kind of get into the nitty gritty a little bit later, but um, officially getting back into the journey um, was 2018, 2019, I would say. Um, so yeah, it, it's been like a, you know, it's been waves, like ocean waves, you know, going, going up and down, but it, it's mm-hmm. always been there. And I, I would say, you know, the, the seed had been planted and was starting to grow about 17, I would say. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so as a creative and musical artist, how are you navigating your way through the pandemic and what advice and words of encouragement would you give to other aspiring and up and coming songwriters, creatives, and artists? Cause you know, since this pandemic started, it's turned our careers and lives upside down. Yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, and I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, I think I released my first single and music video in January 2020 or, you know, end of winter going into spring of um, 2020. So mm-hmm. basically this time last year, um, so I had just released my first single 
nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also released uh, that music video in February. And then mm-hmm. shortly after that, the pandemic hit. So, you know, I kind of had plans and I'm like, you know, oh, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to, you know, try mm-hmm. to figure out how to, you know, penetrate, um, you know, like festivals and get into touring and, and stuff like that. And obviously that all kind of came to a halt. Um, but the way I see the, the pandemic, um, actually Jack Knight, um, of Made in East New York, he, mm-hmm. uh, he put it, he put it like this and it kind of clicked with me. I was like, wow, you know, I don't think I've heard anything that, that on point about what we can be doing with our time during the pandemic. Um, so the way he put it was, you know, we're not in quarantine, but we're not quarantining, we're cocooning. And like, as soon as I heard the word cadet, Yes, we're mm. cocooning. We're little mm-hmm. caterpillars. Mm-hmm. We're over here. We're stuck in a in a cocoon, yeah. this little nest around us, mm-hmm. and you know, inside of that, we're we're growing and we're transforming, um, and then you know, eventually, we're gonna bust out into these you know colorful butterflies. So, um, I thought that was a really nice way to put it, and and very hopeful, obviously. And I mean, that's how I've been approaching this whole thing. Um, mm. you know, the pandemic and all, I mean, I mean, I think a lot of us struggle with, you know, ups and downs and, and depression and anxiety, um, if not before, then definitely now that, you know, mm-hmm. the pandemic hit. So, you know, yeah, I've had my ups and downs, but I've also really just tried to utilize this time. I mean, yeah, you know, our lives were turned upside down and, you know, as artists, we can't really put ourselves out there maybe in the way that we want to. Um, mm-hmm. yet, but, you know, eventually this will be a thing of the past and, you know, a distant memory that we'll reflect on. And, and I keep telling myself, you know, I want to be able to reflect on something that I've built and created during this time. And I wasn't just sitting on my butt, you know, sulking. I was out there creating and, and doing something and, and at least writing and recording music or, or creating music videos. So advice, I would say just Keep pushing. Just remind yourself every day that this is what you're meant to be doing, you know, no matter what form of art, or even if it's not art, maybe it's, you know, something more mathematical or, or scientific, um, <laughs> if that's even a word. Um, whatever whatever aspect it is of life that you're trying to, you know, pursue, um, you know, just go full force wholeheartedly, um, you know, keep persevering. Um, eventually hard work pays off and, um, yeah, I would say also try to, you know, connect more with people, you know, it it helps to Mm -hmm. talk through these things and, you know, I I mean, I actually, before this, I wasn't really a big social media person, but I feel like social media in a sense has kind of helped me through the pandemic in, Mm. in the way of being able to connect with people online and still have those relationships with folks and, you know, have that. Um, you know, maybe companionship um, over the, mm-hmm. you know, over the internet with people that, you know, right. we haven't necessarily been able to to have face-to-face with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And so your new song, Abyss, and the music video for it just came out this month. Please share with us how this song came about. Yes, Abyss. <laughs> okay. So Abyss, um, it's funny, like, kind of how that it was almost like a year-long thing so um before the pandemic um I was on a trip to Mexico with some friends 
and um, I was getting ready to go to the beach, but then my buddy, um, Big Bro, Raspberry Sky, um, he produces all my records, um, but Raspberry Sky was, you know, producing the beat on Instagram Live, and I ended up, you know, messaging him saying, hey, I want, I want that track, save it for me, you know, put it aside, um, keep it in the vault, and I'm going to write to it at some point. Well, mm. fast forward to um, mm-hmm. 2020, so right around the pandemic, is when I went um, up to Sacramento um, and mm-hmm. actually uh, stayed with him and his family to finish my album. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And so once I finished my album up there, you know, just recording everything, um, I started songwriting for the second album. And so I was like, hey, where's that one track? Remember the one that you did on Instagram Live? And he produces so much. I mean, guys got like thousands of, of beats in the vault, so... He had mm-hmm. a little bit of a hard time remembering which one, but I searched, like, all his hard drives and then found the track, went on a walk <laughs> and started writing to it. And mm. also around that time, um, my photographer and videographer slash director, Nathan Lucas, um, he actually does some amazing underwater photography. Um, mm-hmm. He also has a diving business. So, you know, he's a, he's a man of the ocean, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. he had been posting a bunch of his underwater portraits. And I think that was kind of in the back of my mind, too, um, mm-hmm. you know, while writing. Because I, I had, like, you know, scrolled through his Instagram and seen all these beautiful underwater portraits. And I think that that was just kind of lingering in the back of my mind. And almost just, you know, thinking about how beautiful the ocean is, but also how dark and mysterious and, you know, scary and sad it can be at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, and as far as, you know, uh, what Abyss is about, um, you know, kind of taken in a figurative metaphorical sense, um, you know, just the abyss of the mind, you know, you get so caught up in, in the, the deepest, darkest parts of your mind. It's like a deep ocean abyss in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to write about that that struggle and, and that, you know, journey of, you know, kind of fighting that, that turbulence and that current. Well, we have a surprise for our listeners. We are going to play this song right now, live on air. So, Amar, please introduce your tremendous new song, Abyss. Oh, my gosh. Okay, guys. Uh, here we have it, Abyss, um, my first single off my sophomore album. Hit it. Already overboard to retract to face this 
Welcome back to the Sade Champagne Show on Grind Hard Radio and 57WLLE.net, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm here with my precious dear friend, Amara. Tell us about the process of coming up with music video storylines. Coming up with a storyline and a treatment, um, it can go a couple different ways, but, you know, normally, um, and I'm not sure if it works the same for you, Sade, because I know you're a songwriter, but... Um, when, when you're songwriting, you're, you're storytelling mm-hmm. with a melody. And so mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, when you're songwriting, you, you kind of have these clips and these visions of the story kind of going on your mind or on in your mind while you're writing it. Um, so, you know, I think that's kind of when the first spark is, you know, going off as far as like trying to come up with a music video. So, you know, while I'm writing the song, I'm also kind of visualizing it. Um, and then if it's a strong enough song and I feel like, you know, it's one that maybe deserves a music video um, to accompany it, you know, I'll dive a little bit deeper and, um, you know, kind of get into, okay, well, you know, this is the, this is the main idea, but um, how can I expand on this and be, you know, a little bit more creative with the thought process? So um, I get a lot of inspiration. Just, I mean, I, I watch a lot of music videos. I watch a lot of, you know, movies and um, yeah, I think that's, that kind mm-hmm. of you know, helps to grab some inspiration, um, from all that. But as far as, you know, writing a solid treatment, I've, I've got the idea down. I, I kind of, you know, put together like a mood board for the video, um, you know, write down the general wow. storyline and, um, it's just kind of pretty fluid from there. I mean, a couple of my videos were actually done on the fly and I didn't have a, a treatment or anything it was just kind of hey you know I think I'm going to do something in the woods and that was actually the aftermath um that was that song mm-hmm. and video so that that one we kind of went rogue and we were you know on the fly shooting you know gorilla style but um mm. it's not always like that usually it's a little bit more thought out right and so how important is it to not compare yourself to others and to stay true to yourself I love how focused and consistent you are, Amara. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, but man, I mean, I'm I'm not perfect when it comes to comparing, you know, yourself to others. I have to kind of make a conscious effort not to do that. Um, mm. It's it's almost a daily reminder. Um, and I was talking about how social media is kind of you know a great thing. Um, during the pandemic, but it's also not <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because, you know, you, you see like the best, most fluffed version of people out there online um, and that's mm-hmm. usually not the case. Um, mm-hmm. So as far as it being important not to do that, absolutely 100% important to not compare yourself to others and really focus on what it is that makes you unique as as an individual and you know, that's kind of like that self-talk in the back of your mind sort of thing. I mean, that's that's at least my, you know, way to cope through um, anxiety and, you know, um, self-doubt and, and stuff like that. You know, just having that positive self-talk, you know, this is, you know, who you are, you know, what your worth is, you know, what you're able to mm-hmm. contribute as an individual. Um, and, and just, you know, reminding yourself that you're a beautiful human being. So, you know, mm-hmm. homegirl over here has got this, and that's great for her, and you've got something mm-hmm. different, and that's great for you. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah I, I think, you know, as as I mature, I'm getting better about 
not doing that. <laughs> you know, really yeah. learning to be secure in myself. It's crazy too because you're just such a phenomenal artist and creative. And I already knew, you know, when we at first met and getting to know you, how, you know, beautiful of a person you were and just that you had so much within you. But as I'm witnessing it and seeing, you know, all that's flowing from you, I'm freaking inspired, you know, and it's it's just such a blessing to me to see like there's so much more to you. You know what I mean? There's so much more. It's like all these beautiful, beautiful layers. That sounds like a song, huh? Beautiful, beautiful layers of <laughs> your artistry and creativity. And it just continues to blow my mind. And so I want to encourage you in that, you know, to just keep going and keep being you and know that you are making a positive impact and that it is, you know, affecting other people's lives, including mine. And we're going to be talking about that even more as we go into the interview. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Shabby Girl. <laughs> so they say, hey, I'm blushing over here. It's the truth. Oh. <laughs> You're too kind and too sweet. And, you know, right back at you, I have watched you over the years just blossom and, and flourish into the beautiful human being that you are. Um, and, you know, I yeah. love that circle of life, how, you know, we're all just kind of feeding positive energy into one another and inspiring each other. And it's, it's this beautiful mm-hmm. circle of, of mm. goodness. <laughs> Thank you so much, sis. One of the things I enjoy <laughs> the most about you, Amara, is your songwriting. You are a stellar storyteller. Like being able to see your storytelling in your music. It's like you don't even, you know, people usually think that only in country music they tell songs. They're like, that's where the songwriting <laughs> comes. I'm like, child, have y'all listened to Amara? music have you listened to you can hear it in pop music you can hear it in r&b music but you do a fusion of all of those things and it's like you are such a beautiful storyteller i love it like you take the listener on a journey through the song and so what sparks your songwriting how do you come up with the lyrics oh my gosh well first of all thank you (laughs) um i really appreciate Mm -hmm. that um what what sparks it you know a lot of the times it's it's coming from a personal place, um, you know, things that I've encountered in life, you know, stuff that I have to get off my chest um, and, you know, kind of release into the, the world in, in the form of a song. Um, just to be able to move past those emotions, um, it's, it's really kind of a sense of therapy for me. Um, you know, there are some other songs that I write that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I've got this story in my mind or maybe, you know, I know of a friend going through something and, you know, so I'm, I'm writing about their life encounters or their story um, or even just watching a TV show and that kind of sparking an idea. But um, most of, most of my music comes from a personal place. Um, you can probably actually definitely hear that on, on my first album, Vagabond um, definitely came from a, a personal place and, um, yeah, I mean, writing for me is, is therapy and definitely necessary for me to kind of function <laughs> properly as mm-hmm. a human being. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, mm-hmm. mostly from a personal place, I'd say about, you know, 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, tell us about your first album that came out last year, Vagabond, and what it meant to you to finally release a full album of your original music. And before you go into this, I want to share with our listeners when I was, I happened to be um, in Carpinteria and I was on a power walk, you know, along the beach and just enjoying walking and enjoying the beach. And so I was like, oh, 
I've, I've been needing, wanting to listen to Amara's full album, and I didn't want to rush through it, you know, because I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I'm going to support and listen, and then you do buy it, which is good, but you don't listen. <laughs> so I actually right. listened to it's it as I'm along the, the beach. <laughs> right, and so I listened to it as I was at the beach, and I was just, like, almost in tears, like, blown away. Obviously, knowing you personally and just knowing how far you've come and seeing, like, how much of yourself you put into this, and just, like I said, your storytelling and your beautiful voice and just continuing to see you blossom and with your courage and your confidence. And I just was blown away. I literally posted, like, several um, several posts on my stories talking about it. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. I was like, I'm going to have to have her on my radio show soon. And you was like, I haven't even seen this girl. And I just resent you the stories. And you were just blown away That's as right. well. Like, it just really, I was like, it really, really touched me, you know, and, and really spoke to me. And so... I just think it's so cool to see that, like how this is your very first album and all that it took for you to be able to write and produce and release this. And then hear me as a consumer and also knowing you personally and enjoying this gift that you've given. So tell us about this first album that came out last year and what it meant to you to finally release a full album of your original music, Vagabond. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I love that you were listening to it on the beach. I feel like that's just mm-hmm. that's the best spot to really take it in, right? <laughs> you know, yes. when you're you're vibing to music, if you're listening to music on the beach, you're, like, really vibing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. But, um, yeah, so, you know, Vagabond coming out with the album and, and that whole process, um, it's kind of crazy reflecting on it. I, I don't know if I really truly kind of – took a step back to reflect on the fact that I, I released my first album into the world. And I'm, I'm kind of like mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of at a loss right now. I'm just, it's funny to even, you know, say out loud because, um, you know, at a, at a point in my life, I kind of took a step back from music. Um, and, you know, I was focusing on a couple different things and, um, you know, it wasn't really until I lost my sister in 2018 that, you know, things kind of shifted um, and, and my perspective shifted. And, um, you know, if, if I learned anything from, from that loss um, was that, you know, you have to, you have to pursue your dreams. Um, you can't neglect your passions. Um, and you absolutely have to live your life to the fullest because, you know, it can be gone in, in a second. Um, mm. And, you know, I, I, there's a lot of grieving and there, there still is, obviously it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a thing for life. When, when you live, when mm-hmm. you lose someone important to you, you know, it's, it's a lifelong grieving process, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously in the beginning it's, it's especially rough and new in the beginning. And for a while I wasn't able to really be myself and, you know, it's kind of, you know, walking around like a, a zombie, just not really enjoying anything. And it wasn't until, I started writing that I felt normal again um, or, you know, found that, that little shed of happiness um, or like a glimmer Mm -hmm. of, of some kind of emotion in there other than than sadness and and heartache. And Mm -hmm. that was through writing. And so when I started writing, it it wasn't immediately, you know, after we lost her, it was, I would say about six months later is when I kind of decided to start writing again um, or maybe six to eight months later. And then once I did, um, it, it kind of just took off from there and it felt mm-hmm. right. 
you know, it, it mm. felt like I had never stopped doing the music and it, it felt like, you know, she was guiding me in that direction. And, you know, it was something mm. that she always wanted for me. One of the last conversations, and I'm sorry, I don't want to get too, too emotional, but um, That's okay. one of the last, one of the last conversations, um, you know, we had, she was asking me, you know, are you, are you happy? You know, what you're at, you know, the point in life that you're in right now, you know, are you happy doing what you're doing? And, mm. you know, I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm good. Life is good. You know, bills are paid and, you know, we're moving mm. on up and, you know, that, that whole, you know, mindset. Um, mm-hmm. And she said, okay, well, you know, I just, I know that you love music and, you know, I don't want, to see you not doing that for the rest of your life and, and just neglecting that. And so, wow. you know, that was, that was one of our last deep conversations. And, you know, so that kind of resonates in, in the back of my mind. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, before she passed, she was extremely, um, you know, she dove deep into her passion. Um, she was an artist mm-hmm. as well in, in the fashion industry and, um, oh. you know, had her own fashion lines and she was releasing all that. And so, you know, she had this beautiful legacy to leave behind in the form of, you know, art and clothing and, you know, tirelessly pursued her passions, um, you know, mm-hmm. before she passed. And, you know, I'm sure she can look back on that and, and be proud. And so, um that is, mm. you know, kind of what launched me back into music, and um, it's it's been full force ever since. And, you know, honestly, I started writing the Vagabond album just in the form of songs and looking at it as, okay, I'm writing songs. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they'll get placed with, with another artist or, you know, on TV and film or something. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't really writing with any intention, but finally June came around, um, the the anniversary of her passing. And I was like, you know what, like Mm -hmm. these songs feel like me, they're coming from a personal place. Why would I not represent them, you know, in my own way? And so, um, I, I called up big bro, raspberry sky. I was like, look, I'm going to do this. It's now or never. So let's get it. And, you know, then we just kind of took off from there. We planned out, you know, the Nowhere music video, started recording other records, and he was sending me new tracks, and it, it became this, um, you know, let's do an album thing. So, you know, here we are um, not too long later, mm. and we've got we've got an album of 11 songs, and, you know, we have mm-hmm. the second album that we're working on, and, you know, so wow. to answer your question, sorry, I went off on a bunch of tangents, but that's okay. <laughs> um, to answer your, your question about what it means to me, I mean, it, it means the world to me. It, it means so much to, mm-hmm. to have been able to accomplish that. Um, it means so much that I even went and got a Vagabond tattoo a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I, to, you know, you know, I thought it was fake, too. <laughs> I was like... Oh, but yeah. I said, that's fake. You said, no, it's not fake. I was like, yeah. I know. People were a little bit shocked. I think I might have even been caught saying at one point, like, I'm never going to get another tattoo again. I'm pretty sure I said that like a year ago. Yeah. It's also because you're so silly, too. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah, I, I had to get it. You know, I had to put a stamp you know, of time and, and just, you know, that's, that's my, my legacy. It's, it's the Vagabond Mm. album, you know, it's, it's kind of everything Mm. that I think embodies me. And so, um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, vagabond means the most to me. So before we get ready to play your the lead single from that album, Vagabond, titled Vagabond, tell us about that single and then introduce it to our listeners so we can play it live. Obviously, the album is called Vagabond, um, but the single off the album um, is also Vagabond. And um, for those that don't know, because I get that question a lot, actually, a lot of people don't know what a vagabond is. It's, it's a place or it's a person who wanders from place to pay, place with no home. Um, and so, you know, kind of like a abyss where it's, it's a state of mind and you're, you're lost in this ocean. Um, you know, vagabond, you know, may not be in the literal sense. Like I'm not going from motel to motel, <laughs> you know, living life with a mm-hmm. backpack <laughs> over my shoulder and, you know, yeah. like just moving along. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's that vagabond state of mind and you're just, you know, you're you're constantly going back and forth and you've, you've got that, you know, um, anxiety and, and insecurity and, you know, thoughts that kind of filter in that pull you in another direction when really you want to go in this direction. And um, I, I was also inspired um, to write Vagabond uh, from personal experiences just with, with my mom. Um, she, you know, moved from place to place. So she was kind of more of a literal vagabond in that sense where she was always mm-hmm. kind of roaming and, um, you know, trying to find her, her place in her home in life. Um, and, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, I was kind of along for that ride. So, you know, I think that kind of shaped me into the, the person that I am. But, um, yeah, vagabond is, is about just that, that vagabond state of mind. Um, there's a lyric in the song, she want love but don't know where to find it. She's wrong for you but you're so blind to it. And that's, that's kind of that self-talk. Um, you know, just, just reminding yourself, like, you know, you, you want love, but you don't know where to find it. Um, you know, kind of that darker side of you that's, that's wrong for you and and you're blind to it. So anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm sure you'll play Vagabond here in a second, but um, there's, there's no real resolution in the song. If you're looking for that, um, it's just, you know, kind of, um, you know, highlighting that, that state of mind that I think, you know, a lot of us um, maybe encounter. Um, on a day-to-day basis. Hi, friends. This is Amara, and I am about to play my single off my first album, Vagabond.
Welcome back to the Sade Champagne Show on Grind Hard Radio and 57WLLE.net, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm still here with the talented and hilarious beauty, Amara. So, Amara, what is your most favorite part about being an artist, and what is your least favorite part? Ooh, good question. Okay. (laughs) So, my favorite part about being an artist is getting to create something every day. Um, It's such a rush to, you know, kind of start with nothing but an idea and then by the end of it, you have a, a full song. Um, it, it's a rush, and it's very rewarding to to create music. Um, and, you know, to be living my passion every day, oh, my gosh, I feel so blessed um, mm-hmm. to, you know, be able to even call myself an artist, you know. I'm, I'm so, so thankful and grateful. Um, that's, that's truly, you know, the best part, I think, is just being able to create something uh, tell a story, um, you know, get some therapy into there too, um, and and just you know always expanding, you know, on on that inner creativity. That's definitely got to be the best part. Worst part, oh man, it's <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, but you know, it's also a struggle. And I know you know you know two Sunday, um, <laughs> which you seem to have mastered the art of just going with the flow and being good vibes like all the time. I haven't gotten there just yet, but um, <laughs> the so the worst part for me is kind of just always having a little bit of that lingering self doubt. You know, it's it's not that mm-hmm. easy to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. For the world, and you know, you no, know, um, whatever level that may be, it could be a million listeners, it could be ten, you know, in whatever capacity you're putting yourself out there, you're you're still putting yourself out there, and um, you know, there's there's criticism, and you know, I've kind of learned to let that roll off my shoulder. There's one rude comment I got on YouTube my first one I remember when I got my first rude comment I was like man and I lingered on you made it (laughs) oh my god yeah I was like well see I didn't look at it that way you know how they say oh you got haters you're doing something right well no I was like like, get me down I said hold on man come on like why you gotta hate on me like that you're hurting my spirit and you know all that Mm. stuff I had my little little moment there where, you know, I let it get me down. But, um, you know, I've since let that roll off my shoulders and, you know, got a little bit of a tough skin. Um, yeah, I mean, but not even, I would say not even from really getting criticism from others. It's more about that self-critique. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. probably harder. Um, you know, we're kind of like the ugliest people to ourselves. You know, it's like the way I talk to myself, I would mm. never talk to a friend, you know, so mm-hmm. they always, like they have those, those, you know, words of wisdom out there, you know, you see them on social media as a little memes, like, you know, would you say the stuff you say to yourself to your best friend? No, then, you know, why do you say it to yourself? Um, so, yeah, that's, that's probably the hardest part. And I mean, in, in music's defense, it's kind of in most aspects of my life, it's not just music. Uh, that's just you know something I have to work through, but um, I would say that's probably the hardest part is you know just learning to let things be 
and let things happen as they may and, you know, go with the flow and, and not be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And so I want you to tell us about your songs, Nowhere and Masquerade, and then we're going to play snippets of each of those songs. Because, girl, those two songs right there, I play on <laughs> Wow. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm I'm so glad and also kind of surprised to hear that those are your, your favorites. It's so funny. Like, you know, you, you know what your favorites are on your own album, but you kind of are shocked to hear what other people, uh, what their favorites are. So it's, it's a little funny to hear that those, those two are your favorites. My favorites, if I can share that, those are, it's going to be Cali Sky and Vagabond. Um, but yeah, so your favorites, it's funny um, because those are the first two songs that I wrote for this Vagabond album. So um, rewind to when I wrote Masquerade, that was actually the first song that I wrote getting back into music. And the other funny part about Masquerade is it wasn't necessarily meant to be on the album. Um, it it kind of happened a little bit later on when I made the decision to, to put it on the album. And I'm really glad I did because, you know, obviously it's so amazing to hear that that's one of your faves. Um, but so Masquerade, I actually had another song called Vulture. Um, and that was supposed to be on the album. But whenever I was in the studio in Sacramento, I was cutting it and it just wasn't really feeling right. You know, I, I recorded it. I was probably in there for like a good two hours recording it, and it just wasn't feeling right. And so we kind of made the decision in that moment to scrap it. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, you know, what is this 11th song on the album going to be? And I went back to Masquerade, and I'm like, you know what? It may not be my absolute save off, off the album, but that song means a lot to me. And, you know, it it is kind of the beginning of this journey back into music. Um, and so I decided to put Masquerade on the album. And um, Masquerade was another song written from a, a personal place, um, you know, just – more of that self-talk. <laughs> that's that's a theme with the album. It's it's the self-talk. So, um, yeah, you know, just kind of talking yourself through not being afraid to to be your and and pursue who it is that you want to be, and um, you know, not feeling like you have to put yourself out there with all this fluff of what you think people will like or approve of, but just putting yourself out there in, in the way that's most genuine to who it is that you are. Um, so that's, that's the message in, in Masquerade. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I hope that it, it resonates with people, and I'm so glad to hear that you love it. <laughs> um, yes. So, yes, that is Masquerade. Nowhere to. I love that song, too, just the love story in it, and it's so beautiful and uh i love it and your voice and the melodies and that one that's like that is my jam (laughs) (laughs) well thank you thank you thank you nowhere oh my gosh i'm trying to think back to when i wrote that that was the second song i wrote um off off the album and for that one 
think I was actually, I, I got the idea in my car. I want to say I was like driving in the morning. I was in like traffic and it just, I had the track and I, I just started playing that, um, you know, plugged in my auxiliary or whatever, um, you know, to connect the phone to the car and um, yeah, just started playing the beat and, you know, vibing out with, with the idea and painting that storyline in my mind, you know, as I'm writing the song. But nowhere, mm-hmm. I think I, I don't know if anyone knows this, because at first when I wrote it, I was like, wow, you really just did that, and it's weird. So, but I'm going to go ahead and admit it now. So nowhere, I did not write from a personal place. Um, nowhere I wrote because I had this in the back of my mind, the storyline going in the back of my mind. I don't know if you're familiar with um, wow. that reality show. It's uh, Band of Pump Rules. On, oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Is it on E-Network? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's this reality show. It's kind of like a spinoff of Lisa Vanderpump, you know, from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And anyway, so she's got her own spinoff. Um, she has this restaurant called Sir and, like, a couple other restaurants. Well, anyway, it's about the staff. And the staff is these young L.A. people acting like L.A. people, doing L.A. things, you know. And so there was this one girl in in the show. Her name was Sheena. Um, and Sheena was dating this guy, and I can't remember his name, but they were, like, not really serious. And so they were going mm-hmm. nowhere. <laughs> so that, that theme, that's, that's actually what sparked the idea for the song. And at first I was like, wow, you just did that. Like, man, you wrote about a reality wow. show. What is this? You know, that was the first song that I had written in a while that wasn't like from a personal place at all. But, you know, eventually it, it kind of morphs into that, you know, you're remembering past experiences of, you know, love and, and not maybe going the way you want it to, but you're still living in the moment, you know, with that person. So definitely, you know, um, can mm-hmm. relate to it in that sense. It was written about a couple reality stars, so <laughs> that's nowhere. That's that's my um, my you know sharing the truth for for the year because I I thought I would never tell anyone. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, man, you really wrote about that <laughs> reality TV show. But yeah, that's well, that's nowhere. <laughs> and then it's funny because that's obviously not what I got from when I listened to the song. But this is so cool because now we're gonna play snippets of both of these songs from Amara right now. Here's a snippet of Masquerade and Nowhere. Do you see what's on the inside?
Champagne Show on Grindhard Radio and 57WLLE.net, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. So, Amara, as we get ready to wrap up our time together and play one of your singles, Cali Sky, tell us all about it and your love for Southern California. And then let us know if you have any final thoughts, how people can purchase your music, and stay updated with your career and happenings. Yes, ma'am. Callie Sky. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but that's that's one of my one of my personal picks off the album. Yeah, Callie Sky. Funny, I was actually on the road. I, I like to write when I'm on the move, so it's it's weird. So like, if I'm on a road trip or like I'm in the car in traffic or you know I'm on a plane or whatever, ideas kind of come more in a fluid way. Um, and so that's kind of how Callie Sky came. I was I was driving back home from Tampa, Florida, visiting my family, and, um, you know, just started writing about that because I knew I had planned to, you know, head to Sacramento, California, and uh, I was going to be there for an extended period, and it it sparked that, you know, emotion in me. You know, it's it's almost, it it sounds kind of, you know, somber and, and sensual, but has got a good groove at the same time. So it's one of those type of songs that, you know, it's just like a bundle of emotions. But, um, yeah, Cali Sky, you know, just, just going back to where it all started, I thought it was, you know, important to, to write about that and include it on the Vagabond album. Mm. I want to throw it out there. All my social media, my website, how to reach me, um, you know, how to how to follow along the journey and, you know, hop on the ride with me. Um, the best place to probably, you know, listen to my music would be Spotify. It's out on all platforms. So my Vagabond album, all my singles, um, it's uh, it's all distributed on every music platform you can think of. Um, so if you're an Apple Music person or Pandora, it's all up there. Um, but my personal favorite is Spotify. <laughs> so if you happen to be a Spotify listener, definitely if you could go give it a, a heart and a like. Um, you can find me under Amara um, Vagabond if you type that in. Um, that's the best way to listen to the music. Best way to watch the music videos, you can either go to youtube.com slash Amara Music 
or you can go to my website, www.thisisamaramusic.com, um, and on the music page, you can find all of my album, um, all of my upcoming singles, and all my music videos. Um, and then, of course, Instagram, because, you know, we got we to gotta shout out the social media. I have a TikTok, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to lie. I feel like that's for, you know, the younger generation that's, like, still in middle school, <laughs> high school. So I haven't grasped it just yet. I post every now and then, and I don't know, it's, it's a little – is a little different for me. I can't manage more than one social media. I know some people are all over Facebook <laughs> and TikTok and Insta, and I'm just not that person. So, yes, you can find me on TikTok, but Instagram is the place to be for, for all the fun stuff. I like to get weird and crazy on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is this is Amara Music with periods in between. Um, Perfect. Yeah, find me on Instagram. Go follow. I'll follow back. I love to interact with people on there. You know, I talk. It's so fun to, like, vibe with people, you know, in other countries. I'm like, wow, people are listening Mm. in Argentina and, like, Lebanon Mm -hmm. and just all over. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, a dream come true. So it's so nice to hear from people, you know, listening and, um, you know, just vibing and, um, yeah, like I said, social media, I love it in the fact that, you know, it helps us connect with each other. Um, so that's probably the the best place to go if you want to chit-chat and shoot the breeze. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much to my beloved sister and dear friend Amara for joining us for this very special episode of the Sade Champagne Show. We are about to play her beautiful song, Cali Sky, And we want to thank you all so much for tuning in to this brand-new episode of the Sade Champagne Show on Grindheart Radio and 57WLLE.net, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. We will be back soon with a brand-new episode.
I'm shy to champagne. I'm shy to champagne. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.